the ruling elite, and they think they know it better than everyone else. And they don't, by the way. The very fact that they think that is evidence that they know, and yet many of them evidently think so too, because they look on governments as their own source of blessing. And the status of women, women, fit, womanhood changes. I have to tell you, I'm glad that our society has elevated a woman's political position and it's doing a better job of recognizing and compensating her for her economic contributions. But I have to tell you, it saddens me that so many devalue her role as a mother. I can't tell you how many times I've had people tell me the experiences they've had. Far too often, a woman who wants to be a mother, especially if she wants to be a stay-at-home mom, is looked at with suspicion. Many accuse her sometimes to her face of having no real self-worth. Otherwise, in their thinking, she would want something more. She'd want a career. And there's nothing wrong with having a career. And there are some people who would stay at home if they could. The finances don't allow it, so they're doing the best they can under the circumstances. It's that general devaluing of motherhood as we devalue personhood in our country in other ways which I deplore and which I believe hurts our society I, I know I've told you this before um, but I can't help but it had a great impact on me and it, it was something that happened before I was a Christian and so I didn't have that perspective that lens to look through it but I, mean, I think it's worth your 
our world. He knows how it works, how it's put together. He knows even how it has been affected by our sin. And he says we should honor our mother and father. And that really should be enough for us. God made us. He loved us. He redeemed us. He wants the best for us. And we can take him at his word. But there's really more here. Some of which um, God tells us in the passage. And, and some of which we can deduce from our study of this uh, passage. Uh, one, one of the things we can see as we look at the entire context, is that this commandment is the most important of the interpersonal commandments. So what I mean by that is the first four commandments have to do with our relationship with God. And the ones that follow that have to do with our relationship with other people. And the first one of these interpersonal commandments is the one concerning mom and dad. And in a sense, it really is centerpiece of the commandments. It may not be the most important one, but it introduces the practice of the rest. See, God knows what we ought to know. How we treat our parents goes a long way to how we treat others. We have a special relationship with our parents. It's where we learn how to interact with others, where we learn how to show respect and love to others. The love we're learning is real love. It's not just an emotion. It's genuine love. You see, it's demonstrated over time through moments of joy and in times of discipline and in days of sorrow. We're loved by our parents in spite of our failures, in spite of our sins, and in spite of our disagreements. The home, if it's a good one, is the best environment to learn respect for other people. And we need, our children need all that it offers. Of course, I, I, I acknowledge before you that um, not all homes are good. We're going to come back to that later, but for now we can say that a good home helps us to learn how to treat others. As we honor our mother and father. And 
first commandment with a promise, as the Apostle Paul puts it. It's so important that even though we as believers ought to obey God just because God tells us to do these things, God goes on and he offers us reasons and incentives to keep them. First, he tells us that if we keep this commandment, we will live long. Honor your father and mother as the Lord your God has commanded you, so you may live long. Now, I have to tell you, I know some people interpret this as meaning that the Israelites would live a long time in the promised land, but Paul doesn't use it in that way. Not at all. He applies it to Gentiles in such a way that the natural understanding is that an individual could increase his or her number of days if they honored their mother and father. Now, the Old Testament has uh, points to the same idea in other places and for other reasons. So there's, there's nothing to keep us from applying it here. It's not an anomaly when it comes to Scripture. And it certainly seems to be the way Paul is using it. Now, I have to tell you, you fit that together, and you may be wondering this. How do you fit that together with the teaching that God has written all our days in the book before one of them came to be? to understand that, you need to see that he saw what you would do. And you honor your mother and father, he lengthens your days. Or as we know from other scriptures, he shortens them because of your actions. What they otherwise would have been. You see, we can exercise and we can eat right, we can take our vitamins and we can watch our cholesterol, all of which may be good, but you can get hit by a bus tomorrow. But honoring your mother and father ensures that you lengthen your life. Not that you might not get hit by a bus, but later rather than soon. And God also tells us that if we honor mom and dad, it'll go well with us. Honoring your father and mother as the Lord your God has commanded you so that you may live long and that it may go well with you in the land the Lord your God has given you. You'll live better. The land here is the promised 
by being the first one, so I'm happy to take that. And um, no, a couple weeks ago, uh, I had the uh, opportunity to uh, be with my kids alone for like four or five, four, four days or so. It was quite uh, an experience. Um, the truth, you know, the, the saying that, you know, um, you don't know what you got until you lose it or you don't have it. Well, I realized that. And um, Laura was away at a wedding uh, in Texas for four days or so, I think Thursday night to Monday night. And um, I just had the pleasure of being with the kids and being mom and dad. And I, I can't imagine being a single parent, but if you are, God bless you. That's, I, I did it for four days, and I just, my whole, my whole thought process was, okay, keep them alive. Um, try to get them fed, you know, I had, I had like meals planned, we ate out a ton, we had 40th birthday parties, a couple of them, I'm like, all right, there, there's two meals right there, we had one at the Rainers, there's three, I had to make lunches, it was, it was miserable, I'm not gonna lie, um, so it just made me realize and uh, appreciate my wife and all she does, um, so they did live, um, I did have to tell myself a few times, I love my kids, I love my kids, so it, it helped me get through that, but I do miss, I missed you and I appreciate all you do, 